putting the scat in eschatology. It's the Drew Marshall Show. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you, you can't there? laugh during a song like this. No, I'm going to put you down there. When they crucified my Lord. Russ Taff, one of the best voices in the business. Yes, sir. You really, listen to this guy sing. Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Like when the Jekylls used to say, Mufasa. When they I remember I met Russ Taff. Well, he's been on the show a couple times. Russ was part of an old group called, gospel group called the Imperials. Which, uh, for people who've been in the Jesus scene for a long time, we all used to listen to when we were... Do you remember them? Oh, yeah. I used to ride horses to them. Excuse me? Don't you remember the, the, the entrance and the... Oh, the grand, the, the uh, grand entrance? The ma- magical musical ride or the something? Grand, yeah, the grand entry. Grand entry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't spoil a good story with facts, <laughs> yeah, right? No, whatever. Anyway, folks, it's time to move on as we reminisce with a little uh, Easter song there. Where's the faith? Yep, we like to call it WTF. You want to join myself and various religion reporters from an assortment of news outlets as we catch up in the happenings of religion and faith and cults. Oh, my. Today's WTF guest is Julie Zosmer. She doesn't have a middle name, Yeah, I was just going to say, hold on. Julie, Julie, do you have a middle name? I think we went through this last time with you because most of our religion reporters seem to have three names. Can we call you... female ones do, yes. Julie Samantha Zosmer? Julianne. No. Yeah, it's Minda, actually. It's, it's like Linda with an M. Minda? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had to say that your whole wow. life? What is Minda? Is that like uh, German for... Linda? For Linda? It, m- my grandmother was Min, and then, of course, my, my mom goes and says, I think I'm going to use that name, Min, and her side of the family, the other side of the family, says, oh, that that could be prettier, and it became Minda. Okay. All right. I've, honestly, you know, yeah. I mean, come on. You've never had a reaction like that to Minda before? People do. People, everyone I've says that. I've never used it much. Oh, I've never okay. really gone by my middle name. Ladies and gentlemen, Julie Minda Zosmer here on the Drew Marshall Show, <laughs> religion reporter for the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com forward slash people forward slash Julie Zosmer. Zosmer. Am I saying that right, by the way? Yeah, Zosmer. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> hey, why didn't uh, Trump go to Seder? I don't know why. Uh, it sounded like a joke, didn't it? Yeah. And why didn't the Trump, Trump go, go to the Seder? They had a Seder in the White House, but he did not attend. Hmm. Have other presidents attended? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. Really okay. For every, everybody else. Thing. All right. He doesn't it, have no, a dog. not no? everybody else. Just, huh. just Barack Obama. Nobody else. Um, hmm. The Obama campaign back in 2008 when he was on the campaign trail, a few of his staffers said, hey, we're missing the Passover Seder tonight. Let's throw our own Seder. And they threw a Seder in a hotel in Harrisburg, and they were shocked when he walked in the room and sat down and had a Seder with them. And he liked it so much that he had one in the White House every single year. It was apparently one of his favorite traditions. Wow. And so there was some question about whether President Trump was going to go ahead and do the same thing. He has a Jewish daughter and son-in-law. He's the first president with Jews in his immediate family, but he did not attend the Seder. 
No, so he's not into Seder throwing, which I hear is going to be an Olympic event soon. No? Seder throwing? No. No? no. It wasn't a good... Like, no. on a scale of one Literally to funny, here, where was that? Uh, negative two. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Just wanted to see. The Passover, it's too soon. So, as far as uh, Trump is concerned, I mean, we're really... If we're going to get the, you know, the, the big religion report of Washington Post here on the show, we have to talk about Sean Spicer and his own gas attack. What the heck happened? Oh, it, were you watching? He started out saying... He was talking about the Syrian president, Assad, sure and said, yeah. well, he he you know, didn't sink to the level of Hitler. He wasn't gassing his own people. And a reporter there basically said, can you clarify that? And he he clarified by making it worse and saying, well, he you know, it's not the same. He took Jews to, he said, Holocaust centers, but it wasn't as bad. And then, of course, he's apologized. Profusely since then, realized. Did they sell tickets to the yes. event? I mean, <laughs> Holocaust Center. So, I mean, it's just so easy to make to poke fun um, of poor Mr. Spicer. Um, does Mr. Spicer have a? Do you know if Mr. Spicer is a faithy guy, or do we? Do, does he have a soul? Does he even have a soul? Is what we want to know. <laughs> I don't know anything about his religion. No. Actually, that's a good question. No. Um, well, he's not a ginger, I'm so sure he must. Knows. He's not a ginger, so he has a soul. Yeah, he has a soul. <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, I would like to talk about uh, this gathering for humanist clergy. You know, um, some people get really bugged when humanists are clergy, when he, there's a humanist chaplain. I think Tony Campolo's son is a humanist chaplain. We've had humanist, We've had humanist chaplains on the show before. Um, but why do humanists have to do something uh, on, on, uh, on Easter? Do they? I think they probably don't do too much having to do with Easter. One humanist congregation that I talked to said that they don't do any religious holidays. They don't want any holidays that have to do with God, except they make an exception. The only holiday they do from any religion is Passover, because they like the Seder. Really? Yeah. Seems to be a recurring theme here. There is, the Seder is a very recurring theme. Um, so, so there What's is a gathering for humanist clergy, though. And, and, but it's not just the Seder, though. It's I mean, what else? What else do the humanist clergy? I want to hang out with that club and see what kind of holidays they get to have, or what do they do for fun? Do they go to uh, um, the weekend away retreats and meditate and stuff? What do they do? They do. I, so I just went a few weeks ago to this first ever gathering of humanist clergy, they all got together and had sort of a conference. And it was really fun. They really talked about how do they adapt the things that people want from a faith community. You want community, you want somebody who's going to go through life cycle ceremonies with you, like baby namings and weddings and funerals. You want someone who's going to reach out when you're sick. How do you create all of those aspects of a community without a faith that ties everyone together. And they had lots of really creative ideas. They're doing a lot of different things to build these non-theistic communities. Man, it really is interesting. I find it quite fascinating. Uh, folks, we are on the phone with uh, someone that we like to call Julie Minda Zosmer. Uh, she is religion <laughs> reporter for the Washington Post. Um, Julie, uh, can I can you g explain to us and all of the listeners about this this thing called repenting for racism? Yeah, um, I this was yesterday on Good Friday, an Episcopal church in Baltimore 
hosted a Stations of the Cross procession, which lots of churches throughout Lent, and especially on Good Friday, lots and lots of churches are doing the Stations of the Cross. But theirs was pretty different. They had 14 stations, each of which was the site of some really disgraceful racist moments in Baltimore history. And they had dug up all this history from... They went to the archives of the Afro-American, the black newspaper in Baltimore. They went to their own diocese archives. They found all the details they could about exactly where these things happened and did the Stations of the Cross worship service at these 14 locations so that they could atone for the history that their own church was involved in. Their church had a pretty terrible, long string of rectors who were involved in, you know, one rector was a leading voice in a campaign to take away the vote from black citizens of Baltimore, like some really awful stuff from their own congregation that they were atoning for. Man. Rector almost killed her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, honestly, I think that's a a really, really actually powerful way. you know, I'm known to make fun of almost everything, but I think that's actually a real powerful way to do a thematic interpretation of the stations of the cross. Oh yeah, you must have loved that. that that's um, that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of Christmas, but I love Easter yeah. just because it's the hmm. anti-Christmas, right? Easter and, is the anti-Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And I think no, the, the stuff like that is is trying to make connections between you know if the Bible's not relevant to some people. I think this actually brings up the relevancy that it is still alive and kicking, so to speak, with regards to our society these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, just before we say goodbye to you, you Julie, uh, Julie Mendez Um what is what is the is there a religious mood in in Washington now that Trump is president? It, it, you know what I mean? Is there a shift uh, in in sort of the religious mood? In other words, are all the sort of conservative Jesus people rallying behind Trump? Like I, I walked into a conversation at a bar the other day where some Americans said they moved up here recently, and I and I said, "Oh, you you just you just you you, you narrowly escaped, you know, the Trump thing." And they went, "No, no, no, we love Trump. We want him to bomb the snot out of ISIS, and we want him to take out North Korea." And I was like, "Whoa." Um, but I'm just wondering if there's a religious mood that's different now as to when Obama was in power. Can you sense that at all or no? I mean, definitely, if we're talking more broadly across the country, the, there is a conservative Christian community that's millions of people strong that is behind the president. In D.C. itself, the Washington, D.C. is one of the very most liberal cities in the country. Um, voted, I think, 93% voted for Hillary Clinton more than San Francisco even. So here the religious mood is a lot of people have turned to their congregations because they're outraged and they want a place to to grieve and to be active in politics more than they have been before. A lot of these churches, Unitarian churches, some of the Episcopal churches, had huge crowds the Sunday after the election, far bigger than they've had in years. And some of those people have stuck around and have been really turning to the churches as a center of activism. So it's not exactly what you're seeing elsewhere in the country, um, but there's you're seeing definitely something of a religious movement here that I, I don't know that it's been enough time to quantify, you know, how many people came back to church and stayed, but eventually I'd love to know the numbers on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I've not been, I don't think I... I'm trying to think if I've ever been to Washington, and I think one of the reasons I haven't been is because it doesn't interest me. 
Well, there's some interesting <laughs> things down there. It. No, it's why? a great town. I'm sure it's a great town, but museums I, are awesome. I don't, dude. You know how ADD I am. I can't do museums. You'd like the space museum, like with planes and stuff. Liquid planes. Yeah, the shiny big planes. planes. <laughs> no, I think it's because I have zero respect for the political realm. Uh, so I think that might be it. Julie, always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you very much, and happy Easter to you. You too. You take care. Bye-bye. Julie Zausmer, religion reporter for the Washington Post. That's who we've been chatting with. Uh, WashingtonPost.com forward slash people forward slash Julie hyphen Zausmer. Linda Zausmer. I love that. Maybe it's just the art of let it go. Mm-hmm.